rest for my crazy day, my packed commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. This is your host, Zach Goodall. Follow me on Twitter at Zach underscore Goodall. Check us out on iTunes. Look up Locked On Jaguars. Be sure to subscribe and rate a review. And this Thursday episode of Locked On Jaguars is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at MyBookie.ag. So today we're going to discuss something that I took to Twitter on this morning while on a business trip down to Daytona for my real world job. And when I first thought of it, it was actually a couple weeks ago and it was the very basis of it. I was thinking, no, there's no way I'm being crazy. It's dumb. It's a conspiracy. It's all that kind of stuff. The Jaguars are tanking in the 2017 season and it was just kind of popped into my head thinking they didn't address two of the biggest needs that they had across the roster in the quarterback and the offensive line due to how they were planning on running an offense with run blocking uh, power scheme and you have two incompetent guards starting at left and right as well as question at left tackle Cam Robinson obviously being a rookie Jeremy Parnell being nothing more than average in his NFL career. The only surefire thing they had was Brandon Linder. And I thought about it, and I was thinking they might just tank for a quarterback because Coughlin wants to pick out his guy. Caldwell would end up being gone. And then I saw the Houston game, and I was thinking, oh, never mind. There's no way. This is obviously the preseason. I was overreacting. It got crazy. That Houston game really seemed to change everything. And then the Titans game came back around. And during this entire process, to start the regular season, Blake Bortles was on the injury report with his right wrist injury. And at first, you know, week one, I thought, oh, there's nothing to this. It's just a simple right wrist injury. He probably did it during week three when he was out there. Something real minor, they'll get it taken care of. He played, he practiced fully, no big deal. Showed up on the injury report again in week two. And I started to think, okay, why is he still here? What's going on? Then the Jaguars went out and lost in incredible fashion to the Titans 37-16. to And at a point, they were down 30-9 to in that game. And it was just total heartbreaker for the fans and everything. And we all, you know, we moved on a little bit better than I thought a lot of fans would end up moving on. But then this week on the injury report to start out the week, 
even though he practiced yet again, Bortles was on that injury report for the same injury, a right wrist injury that they will not go into detail about. Then the team went out and signed Ryan Nassib. And immediately people thought, well, A, why wasn't it Kaepernick? So it could be someone that started. But then B, people thought, why? Why is Nassib here? A lot of people drew the conclusion that he's just here as a third option, just in case, because he knows Marone and he knows Coughlin. He's played under both of them when they were head coaches, Coughlin at New York and Doug Marone at Syracuse. And everyone thought, you know, it's it's whatever. And then I heard during the press conference after Nassib was signed, Doug Marone said that he'd be insurance policy for if Blake and Henny both go out. And even though that sounds like standard procedure when he says that, I immediately thought, oh my god, this is them turning something into what's going to be an excuse at the end of 2017 because they know the preseason ended up not being a fluke. That Houston game certainly seemed to end up being a fluke, and we saw the true Blake Bortles against the Titans when they were able to eliminate the run game and force Bortles to pass, and that's when he looked his worst. When he went the first three quarters going 11 for 25, and he threw, I think, two interceptions and had a fumble during the game. They... Tennessee knew what they were doing. They were really well coached, and they exposed Bortles and knew exactly what people didn't want him to be this year in a bad decision-making turnover machine. Now suddenly, he's still on that report. No further comment on his injury. Ryan Nassib, a dude with familiarity to Coughlin and Marone, so they could play that off as an excuse about Kaepernick. Nassib's here, and as long as Bortles stays on that injury report... I would not be surprised if, after a couple weeks, Coughlin or Maroon or whoever's in charge of making those types of decisions, and I would bet it's Coughlin at this point, is going to step in and say, okay, we're not playing Henny, we're not playing Bortles anymore, we're benching you to potentially, so you don't have any potential to get hurt, fail a physical at the end of the season, and get paid 18 to $19 million next year based on the option you were um, picked up. And instead, you're going to be inactive, and we're going to start Ryan Nassib. I know it's a lot to take in. I know it's kind of crazy. It's hard to think about. I was on a road trip this morning down to Daytona, like I said, about an hour and a half drive from where I'm at, and I really couldn't think of much else, and that suddenly just all popped into my head. And what really is that selling point is how Bortles has been on the injury list, and then the excuse for sighing Nassib after two weeks of having only two quarterbacks on the roster is that he's injury insurance. Just something to think about. You know, ever since I took over this podcast not that long ago, about two or three weeks ago, people have actually already been asking me for advice, usually what team to bet on during the week. Obviously, a lot of it being about the Jaguars. Uh, what should I bet on the Jaguars? Do you think they're going to win this week? Or even other games. I mean, last week with Houston playing Cincinnati on Thursday Night Football, people were asking me about that when we were questioning what was flukier, the Jaguars or the Texans. And people were asking me about who I would bet on. I'm not too much of a betting man, but when I do it, I actually do it with mybookie.ag. Mybookie... .ag has been in the business for years and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. 
And I'm telling you, seriously, it's only two business days. You know who's going to win tonight, right? Lay down some cash and win big today. MyBookie.ag All right, then we're going to get right back into it. We are going to discuss the Wednesday injury report as I'm recording this Wednesday night. And we will head into today and discuss more about today's updated injury report tomorrow. It's all a lot of different dates, stuff like that. You know, I'm not always the most organized person. But so, like I said before, Blake has the right wrist injury that they're not disclosing anything else on. Full participation, you know, at this point, is expected. Deshaun Gibson, safety, has an ankle injury that held him out um, of some practice last week, but he was able to play in the game. He was a did not practice on Wednesday due to the same injury. I have a feeling since he was able to play, play last week, unless he completely re-aggravated it, he should be out there this week. Alan Hearns and Malik Jackson were both limited in practice. Hearns with his shoulder, Malik with his groin that he injured during the game on Sunday against the Titans. Not sure how long or major that'll be if he's out for any amount of time, but considering he's limited in practice, I have a feeling he'll be able to go on Sunday unless he continues to aggravate that groin, kind of like what I said with Gibson. But it really just depends. I don't know too much about the injury besides that he went out for the game for a little bit the other day. Then Brandon Linder has been dealing with a knee injury. He did not practice, and neither did Laurenti McRae, the outside linebacker with a knee injury. Both did not practice on Wednesday. Jalen Ramsey, who missed some practice last week but ended up playing, it was limited today. And newly claimed wide receiver Jalen Strong has been dealing with a hamstring injury. And he was only limited participation in his first practice with the Jaguars. So that wraps up discussing their injury report. We'll find out more as the week goes on and continue to break it in here, as well as talk about the Ravens injury report when that's finalized on Friday. And that'll do it for today's episode of Locked On Jaguars, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Podcasting Network. This is your host, Zach Goodall. Like I said before, be sure to find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review. Helps grow my audience, produce even more content for all the listeners. We're continuing to build that audience as I retook over this show, who was originally run by a couple of other guys. I know you guys didn't have any episodes from February until now. I'm still trying to make it as good as I can for all of you. Be sure to send in your tips, anything you want specifically covered. Feel free to always tweet at me at Zach underscore Goodall. And this edition of Lockdown Jaguars was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie.com, where they will match your deposit up to 100% bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You guys have a good day. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst list.